Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Dave, more particularly, as he's the... uh, But, of course, we mustn't lose a sense of our our audience. No, no. Very, very... Otherwise, he'll be very upset. He he, uh, or she... (laughs) Probably he, let's face it. Um, Probably more women uh, than men. I don't know. Do they? Well, it's not all that difficult to find out, is it? Don't we know more women than we know men, don't we? Do we? I suppose, I mean, it shouldn't take long for me to top them up. Um, <laughs> I mean, just people I know in the sense of, yeah. Well, so come on then, Harry and Meghan. Um, I've got no opinion on them at all. I've, I got, couldn't care uh, less. I, I'm not interested in the royal family. I think they mm-hmm. are an outmoded institution that we should have got rid of about a hundred years ago. Um, well, um, the yeah, fact that some I'm, of them are um, perhaps slightly right wing does not surprise or interest me particularly. It's not a revelation, is it? So yeah, I sort of see them like that. I, don't, I just I've got no interest in them at all. Mm, but then, but right. yes, but then one one can't. Just wish away the why the extraordinary um, response to it, and uh, why does it seem to have set off such a cultural? Why does it seem to have? What? Why do people care so much? Even people, I mean, you know, even people who who are avowed republicans, why why do they seem so uh, exercised? Well, also, I mean, I think the real question is why do they care more about this? than they did about Prince Andrew being a nonce. Well, uh, but, but do they? Was as much fuss made about Prince Andrew as it ha- is being made about this? I see well, quite a, the greatest- quite a lot. I see the headline saying the greatest royal scandal in the last 85 years or whatever. Why is this, why is this being treated with more than that? I, I sort of, it was a scandal, but it was, it was nothing on the scale yeah. of this, I don't think. And really, I mean, what have they done? They're, they're just a couple of people who got married and don't want to be part of some fucking crazy institution. I think that seems reasonable. Off you go. See you later. Great. I'll, I'll but, have my tax money yeah, back. That's but my then, yeah, but I mean, the scandal that most involved surely is, is uh, alleged racism and heartlessness and neglectfulness about uh, mental illness. Right. That's the scandal. Why is, that, why, why is that a surprise that the royal family or pe- members of the royal family might be right wing and perhaps hold slightly racist views? I mean, mm. Prince Charles might be heartless. I mean, that's not a revelation, is it? Um, well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Well, he was, you know, shagging Camilla Parker Bowles behind Diana's back for quite some time. He's not particularly known for his uh, sympathy, one assumes, on that front. One assumes it's like every other bloody family where you go and see your nan and she says something that you go, fucking hell, you know? I mean... Well, yes, that's certainly, that's not new, yeah, the, uh, the old fascists uh, who, uh, it all yeah. went wrong when we lost the empire and all that. Yeah. I mean, I have laughed at, at uh, bits of Rising Damp where, where Rigsby says something which is obviously racist um now i could argue that the overall the you know obviously rigsby's racism is intended to to sound ridiculous and it always rebounds on him mm. and the black character philip is so obviously superior to him and always gets the better um but nevertheless at the top watching it now you can sort of you can see that you know that he, the racist when Rigsby says something racist, it gets a, a huge laugh, and possibly not not all of those people were mm. were laughing in a spirit of. Hey, can, you a, can you give me a demonstration, well, please, of a, a, a bit of rising damp that you mean? Because you do it, you uh, do it in Rigsby. Let's uh, let's have a bit of it, and then a bit of uh, Don Warrington as Philip as well. That'd be great. In context. Uh, hey, hey, Philip, uh, uh, Miss Jones thinks uh, she saw a prowler uh, peering through her. I just wanted to know where, 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 where you were. I was having a bath. Where were you, Rigsby? I was just, hey, never mind where I was. 
God, we don't tolerate that sort of thing over here, you know. My God, what a country. Uh, oh, I suppose we wouldn't have this sort of thing in your country then, would we? No, Rigsby, not, not with the skinning men. They were the, the, the skinning, whatever. Yes, we hand people like that over to the skinning men and they skin them. <laughs> Bloody hell, well, uh, alive. Well, yes, it wouldn't be much point if they were uh, if they were dead, would they? Yes, it's considered quite an art. You're not supposed to break the skin. It's considered unlucky. <laughs> oh, for bloody hell! <laughs> now, now it's obvious there. We don't find Philip is is winding Rigsby up, like he winds him up about having ten wives yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. the wood of the love tree and all that, and uh, um. But yeah, so the or the one where they think there's a ghost and uh, Rigsby comes in telling Alan he's going to he's going to jump out at Philip with a mask on, and Alan says, "Oh yeah, Philip's not going to. I don't think you're going to get him like that." And she says, "Yeah, of course I am. They're, they're riddled with superstition. They all are. Do you know when they first had uh, their petrol stations over there? They spent three years worshiping the pumps." Yeah. Now there is the Jesus. Okay. Now, I mean, you can imagine Jim Davidson telling that one, mm. can't you? Mm. Um, and and me, uh, uh, Jim uh, Davidson, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> Jim Davidson? Yeah. Well, he's got a YouTube uh, channel now in which he, he seems to make uh, daily or weekly uh, updates, giving his views on things. God, How do you know that? Well, it pops up on my YouTube thing okay oh i got another like the other day great from 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 one of the ones i follow Who? i got two i got two likes last week Who is this? Uh, this one she's called um uh, uh love fit mind body i think she does okay. sort of you just pull four words out of an hat or what no I th- well she's i think she's mm, i'd say she was from Middle or, or Northern Europe. Okay. Schumann, from, uh, Frost, Air, Womble. Aardvark. What she does, well, you know, the, the dance that's known as twerking. Oh, this is why you fucking watch it then. Well, I'm not saying it's not a factor. I mean, she is, she is, she's got a lovely face. She's got a lovely face. Uh, yeah, you're looking at the face, definitely. And she looks very friendly and 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 kind, and she's got a very smiley ass. <sighs> she, but you know, she does sort of yoga. She how to do yoga things and okay, now well. And it's um, yes. Oh, and she always looks. Oh, I can imagine. I think I knew someone who looked like her as a, as a student. Right. Can we come back to Jim Davidson? I mean, I never thought I'd say that, but well, no. I wouldn't what? want to um, see him twerking, however good he was. I wouldn't want to see him doing anything other than perhaps suffocating. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts? On Jim Davidson? On well, again, yeah. I mean, he was, I haven't watched any of these, any of his YouTube things, but he's a, there's been occasions over the years when he seemed to sort of have a bit of a road to Damascus moment and sort of said, yeah, I was uh, racist in, you know, in my old, I've seen now some of the some of the stuff I did wasn't good, um, but you know, but it was a long time ago, and uh, I never fiddled with kiddies, and uh, <laughs> and some of my best mates are black, and um, yeah, and I know I've been done for assaulting women, but you know they've done half wind you up sometimes, but I, I realise now it was inappropriate and unacceptable, but I'm still a lovely Cockney geezer. And, uh, you know, even the sun says feminism's all right now. So, so that's it. Come on, my son. All right, lads. It's his predilection for mawkishness that I seem to remember you not enjoying. Oh, there is that. That's a sort of, oh, Bernard Manning had the same thing. He'd do, uh, you know, he'd do his, you know, racist and, and sort of, Cruel and oh, who was the other one? Um, Mike Reed, not the DJ, the uh, comedian. Yeah. 
and actor. <laughs> well, inverted commas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh God, I did. Well, I think it's that's on YouTube now. I used to have it on videotape. Uh, uh, an evening of him doing his stand-up and the the jokes weren't so... I don't think there was any particularly racist stuff, but there were a lot of stuff about people with deformities and... Um, and, and child sexual abuse. You right. know. I wouldn't imagine it, it, it would be um, nice for survivors of sexual abuse to hear. Um, but that, yeah, the one about Viagra and Chevy. Anyway, he goes through all this um, stuff. And then at the end, the, uh, at the end, after he's over with Viagra, well, I just want to leave you with uh, <clears throat> with one one thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's the simplest thing in the world to make uh, make the world a better place, and it don't cost a copper coin. Try and be nice. Try and be nice to each other. And that was it. And they, all, I mean, it got a very appreciative audience. And when it cut to the audience, this and this is ooh, late nineties, early two thousands. They're all very. I was surprised by how young looking they were. Lots of young. Couples, you know, Jesus, not uh, yeah, but Chris uh, always does a thing for the forces, doesn't he? For the boys, for the troops, Having who does gym? Gym, yeah, let's not call him Jim like we're mates, <laughs> Mr. Davidson. Mr. Davidson, yeah. well, Davidson, let's just call him that, Davidson of the lower third. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, did not we, did not we. When we did we not? <laughs> Sorry, did not we after we'd stopped appearing in the Bible? Um, <laughs> what did we unto them? Yes, did we did not? Did we not? For, did we not? Yes, or didn't we? Didn't as we say in English. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we saw him on telly in, sometime in the late nineties, early two thousands. Davidson. Yeah, he did a sort of when he was sort of presenting fucking Big Break and Generation Game or whatever. And then oh yeah, sort of had a renaissance, didn't he, as a sort of family entertainer? God knows how. And then yeah. I'm sure we watched something where he suddenly he'd just done some massively horrendous joke, and they went, "And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to sing a song for our boys out there fighting." And then yeah. some a song. I'm sure that happened. They'll be blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Jim Davidson, I once saw him ending ending his show with, uh, uh, oh God, what's that song by Eric Clapton? Wonderful Tonight. You know, giving giving it the full, she, you know, she puts on her makeup. I say, darling, you I are wonderful. Says. <laughs> Tonight. Yes. Right, we spent enough time on that, cunt. Have we got anything vaguely amusing to talk about, Will? Um... Uh, slavery? <laughs> no. Uh, nostalgia. Okay. Always, always an interesting subject, I find. Mm. Uh, memories of childhood and adolescence. Do you ever go back and have you ever bought a, a video or DVD of some old children's TV show that you used to watch? And uh... No. Uh, well, I mean, something from teach. I Well, as we know, Will, I've got a terribly bad memory. Well, you remembered that, that you were only about two and watching your dad write down his name in the library and, and, and you thinking, oh, blimey, I'm going to have to write, write out this very long name for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, I do it today, in fact. Even though I said my name really clearly, I had to then spell it. I have to do it all the fucking time. It's a nightmare. Uh it's not a nightmare, it's a mild... Oh, I thought, oh it, it wasn't because it was a long name to read that. Was it just your dad had to... Yeah, it's the story of... Because otherwise... C-U-L-L-I-N-G. I suppose you get... No, C-U-L-L-I-N-G. So that's Dave Cullion. Cullion. Dave Cullion. Dave Cullen. Does my head in. Cullen, I suppose, is a more common name. Well, possibly, but when you say, D my name's Dave Culling, they still go, Cullen, and you go, no. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Which yes, is it? I mean, what's hard about that? 
I mean, with Jessup, I I, I don't get uh, I'd say J E double S O P. Yeah, but it it doesn't um, doesn't bother me because I mean the the U P spelling of Jessup is Fairly perhaps right. slot. Well, I thought it's slightly more common. Uh, I don't think so. Colonel Nathan Jessup, the Jack Nicholson character in A Few Good Men. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a UP. He is a UP. Um, and the character of Edward Jessup in the lesser known uh, sort of sci-fi body horror film, uh, Altered States, directed, I think, by Michael Winner. God, maybe. Uh, played by William Hurt. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, calm down, dear. Yes. You make him sound like George from Rainbow. Can you do, can you do George from Rainbow doing a Michael Winner's Crime Stories uh, episode for me, Will, or something like that? I think, are you sure it's the right character? Do, do Michael Winner. Which, hang on, which one's George? George the Pink Hippo. Hippo. Yeah. The Pink Hippo. Ooh, like that. <laughs> you, I think it might be another Rainbow character that I have. Could it be now Zeppi? It's, it's my impersonation or my attempt to impersonate Roland Gift, singer of the fine young cannibals, which often uh, spills over into that. We're caught in a trap. <laughs> Jeffrey, I can't get out because I love you too much, baby. Johnny, we're sorry. Don't you come on home. It's quite difficult to do the trumpet part as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sorry, no, do, Michael, do Michael Winner and I'll try and decide who it sounds like then. Michael Winner. The young girl's body was horribly mutilated. <laughs> the police were baffled. Fortunately, I was there with my camera crew to film every detail. I spoke to Chief Inspector Bernard Sputnik about his immediate thoughts on the case. He told me to go away or he'd have me arrested for interfering with the course of an investigation. I was fascinated by this. I don't think I'm going into... I was fascinated by this. Oh, it's quite a long way from that to before you get it's to, zip, really. to... It's zippy, it's zippy. Maybe zippy. <laughs> I do not seek to glamorise crime in my films. I see them more as a public service bungle. I think it makes people, maybe especially women, be more careful about their safety precautions. Ouch. So when you see the gang rape scene in, in Lethal... No, not Lethal Weapon, Death is wish. it? Death Wish, that was it. Then I hope, you know, it might stay the hand of a too sociable young woman living on her own when there's a knock at the door in the middle of the night. Because look what happened to the poor girl in my film. The accusation... Could I possibly hear what Michael Winner sounds when he's wooing, when he's making love? That'd be good. Well, he didn't do... I mean, he was with Jenny Seagrove, wasn't he, for a number of years? By Jove. Jenny Seagrove? Yeah. You know, you know... Yeah. Um, what, what has she been in? I think she's in... She plays Mary oh. Marston in The Sign of Four with Jeremy Brett. Oh, does she? Oh, fucking hell, you did all she right. She was a, a woman of substance... Mm. That, that was the first thing I saw her in. Local hero. Local hero. Yeah. I think I've seen that. Well, yeah. Is that the one with with a young Doctor Who bloke? <laughs> Scottish. Um, Scottish. Yeah, it's a bloody thing in me, Bob. Oh God, Will! What a couple of useless cunts. <laughs> we don't know anything, and we're getting slightly more baffled as we get older. Bill Forsyth. It's a Bill Forsyth thing. It's got Dennis Lawson in. Bert yes. Lancaster. Isn't it set in Scotland and about the, trying to build a 
yeah. golf course and they yeah, I mean, it's and very, very Trump-esque yeah. yeah and he leads the yeah it was a bit had Trump already started his golf course in Scotland building attempt Probably, yeah she's in appointment with death directed by um, Michael Winner Michael Winner so she was with Michael Winner for four years and now she's she's married to Bill Kenwright the producer oh have you just looked that up yes oh no, I was relying. My, I was relying on poking and prodding about in my uh, yeah. in my memory. So go on then, Michael Winner, courting slash. Let's do him courting, and then let's do him doing the act. Hello, it's, um, uh, uh, um, Jenny, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. My name's Michael. Now I'm very glad that you've agreed to be in this film. I think you could go a long way. Now, obviously, you must have heard this from a, a lot of other sort of ageing, pudgy, lecherous director chaps. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, that's all bullshit. I don't go in for that. I don't say anything unless I mean it. And I think you're literally the next Marilyn Monroe. Or maybe Bridget Bardot. <laughs> or, or maybe, I don't know. Now, I'm not hoping to get anything out of this myself. I'm just telling you it as an objective fact. And, oh dear, is that the time? Well, I've got to be uh, getting along now, but I'd love to talk to you about this at greater length. So, um, uh, have you ever been to the? Um, have you ever been to the Oily Slug? It's a new uh, new restaurant that's just opened. It's uh, oh, fantastically expensive. No, there's a waiting list of several years. But uh, Marco, the, uh, the 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 head chef, very kindly always keeps a table for me. Would you like to pop along there with me at the weekend? So much spit. <laughs> uh, that's just uh, the, the the amount of salivating I'm doing is just. Uh, uh, a sign of how enthusiastic I am about your career and about the prospect of eating the food at the oily slug. Yeah, good, right. So they go on the date, then they come back. They're in bed, go. Oh, my God. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, I say, oh, well, I never did. <laughs> Lordy B, oh, all this takes me back. Oh, oh, I say, oh, what was I doing again? A young oh, body. <laughs> I'm still breathing, my dear. I, I'm sorry about that. I, uh, I didn't realise I had my elbow on your windpipe. I think this is descending into something, something unworthy. Uh, I think it's good. Okay. What other impressions can you do, Will? Well, not, well, no, 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 I don't like to... Um, oh, get a fucking grip. Come on. Well, I do quite a good Bertrand Russell in his later years. I don't really know what he sounds like particularly. Well, you can look him up on uh, uh, YouTube. There's, a, there's interviews with him. Yeah, I feel this is perhaps as good a show as Prime Ministers of the past who are now deceased, Will. Ah, well. Right, so that's Russell. Who else? Um, is there anyone that I might have heard of? Well, I suppose Michael Caine, but everyone can, well. Michael, a bit. okay, go on. Well, uh, I remember your impression of uh, Jeff. James Stewart. <laughs> what was it? Bloody awful. He went to, come on, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I forget it. It was in some show we were doing about 25 years ago, you know. Okay, I don't Why was I doing an impression of James Stewart in a show? I think it must have been a Kings and Queensy one, because you know, James Stewart was the name oh. of the Stewart Kings. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like the sort of, you know, and at this stage, uh, the new problem was 
popery and then a potpourri. Right. Oh, oh, classic. No, no, Ali, you silly sausage. Not that kind of potpourri. <laughs> or, or, or William the Conqueror. Uh, the con conquers come out. Yeah, and, uh, nice. That sort of... Ah, uh, good fun. Ah, uh, they were. I think that was a sort of suggested one. Yeah, and then uh, the new king was James Stewart. Oh, can you do a Stuart impression then? Come on, Harvey. <laughs> uh, right. Did it make uh, it in the show? Hey? Did it make it in the Did show? It? No, I think it was decided that... I uh, couldn't do an impression of James Stewart. Yeah, very wise. Well, well that it might not be immediately apparent to... Uh... <laughs> yes, OK. That's well, it. I suppose the Harvey bit would... Uh... Oh. What, my James, my James Stewart, my James Stewart does tend to elide into my Dustin Hoffman. Oh, go on, hit me with it. Oh, come on, Harvey. Now, now come on. Uh, what else is James Stewart in? It's a wonderful. Oh, life. It, hap it happened on a wonderful night. Uh, wonderful life. Yeah. It's a wonderful life. Zuzu's pedals, etc. Zuzu's paddles, petals. Petals. I don't remember that bit. Yeah. It's a while since I've watched it. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Emporium. Merry Christmas, Emporium. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Quite similar. I'll give you that. Do Michael yeah. come for me? The point is, the greatest lesson an actor can ever learn is don't blink <laughs> that's the only fucking lesson he's ever learned he's such a terrible actor just don't blink couldn't act his way out of a paper bag blink once oh i think now come he's been in a lot of pretty lightweight films where he didn't really have to do much acting but uh terrible when he does he's himself uh, in everything he's exactly the same in everything he's ever been in he can't evict yeah. motion properly. He's a terrible actor. Come on, in Zulu, he was very convincing as the upper-class officer. No, he wasn't. He was. He sounded like himself. Zulus. Thousands of them. <laughs> yeah. The Southwest. You're only supposed to blow the bloody spears off. <laughs> uh, um, but the, come on, the one... Um... He's all right in educating Rita, other than that. That was, that was the one, yes. I mean, he's... Perfectly plausible as a, as a sort of middle-aged, middle-class academic. He's all right. Slip in, he doesn't slip into his cockney there, does he? Well, now, the thing about Blake is... He does his voice, doesn't he? He doesn't do a voice. Couldn't do a voice. Well, no, he, but he's subtly... Do, he, he's doing a sort of, you know, a, a posh person's casual sort of voice. He, does, he, does, he doesn't say... Do you know what assonance is? It means getting the rhyme wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's good that well. He was good at, 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 I mean, yeah, his best known parts, I suppose, are tended to be Cockney. I mean, Get Carter. Yeah. Pretty grim film, that. Yeah. It's that period but, in the 70s, though, isn't it, when everything just was grim? Everything had to be. Well, he was in a was it the swarm a disaster movie about <laughs> terrible, yeah, killer swarms bees. Of killer bees. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I think he got he got plenty of money for it. He he, he won a bloody Oscar for Hannah and her sisters, and he didn't deserve one. Oh uh, no, I thought he fitted into Woody Allen's. Yeah, he just sounded like Michael Caine delivering Woody Allen's lines. You know, you know, I I. I'm feeling great resistance and hostility from you. Yeah, that kind of thing that Woody Allen would say, and it would make sense. But if he says it, forget it. I love you. I, I have to tell you, I am in love with you. Who inflects a line like that? Well, he's meant to be a sort of poshish English bloke who's yeah, been living in America for about twenty have years. To show emotion. That's I can't stand <clears throat> it. He's bloody. Well, he he has said in his interviews and his books that he uh, 
you know, apart from the not blinking thing, he sort of... Uh, that gem. He learned early on that, uh, you know, because it's such a, you know, if stage acting is an operation with a scalpel, then film acting is an operation with a laser. It's so tiny. Now, I, I remember Jack Lemon was, was rehearsing a scene with, with uh, somebody else. <clears throat> and the director, whose name escapes me, said to Jack Lemon, uh, right, he kept saying, do less, do less, do less, you know, with each take. And eventually Jack Lemon said, look, Len, or whoever it was, he said, look, Len, if, you know, if I do any less, I'm going to be doing nothing. And the director said, now you're getting the idea. You see? Wisdom. Well, he has certainly made a career out of doing nothing. That's for sure. And he's also said, if you, if you, you know, rather than trying to emote with your face, if you just, uh, if you just stay still, then if you keep your face still, then the audience will read the emotions into it. Not true in this place. Hmm. I see what he's driving at, but in his case, I never know what he's thinking or feeling in a film. Not a clue. You, you, you raised the. You're right, though. You can do a good impression of Michael Caine. Well, he's one of those. He's a Tommy Cooper. He was one. Uh, I, I went to a doctor. I said, it hurts when I do that. He said, well, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do make him a bit menacing. I, I suppose so. I think he was in real life. Bit, bit of a twat, wasn't he? Uh, bit of a skin flint. Bit of a skin flint and, yeah, could be a bit of a, bit of a bully. In his, there's, uh, there's the old have a drink on me story, isn't there, when he... Oh, with the, yeah, the tea bag in the, yeah. A rustling thing into the cabbie's pocket and said, have a drink on me, and then he pulled it out as a tea bag. Mm. And Bob Monkhouse, who admired him, said, described w walking along a street with him and... Sort of tramp with a dog on a string, or just a beggar with a dog on a string, uh, was there and said, uh, Oh, let her give us some money for something to eat, mate. And Tommy Cooper said, uh, Eat your fucking dog as they walked past. <laughs> tramp dog, dog tramp. <laughs> dog tramp. Charitable impulse, cheap sadistic laugh, cheap sadistic laugh, charitable impulse. <laughs> Anyway, binge-watching Grange Hill. You've been binge-watching yeah. Grange Hill? Yeah, well, I have every series uh, from, from the first series in 1978. It starts with Tucker Jenkins, Benny Greens and Alan Humphrey's first day at school. Uh, at first day at Grange Hill. There we are. Up to, I think, the uh, 19, first series of 1985. I've been going through quite a lot of this for, for some reason. Uh, Jordan, uh, lockdown, <laughs> me mental deficiency. Uh, uh, well, not mental deficiency, I don't think. Maybe a, a, a quirk of temperament. <laughs> but the thing, yeah, as they said, the thing about nos nostalgia is obviously as you go through life, the older you get, the more there is of it. Yeah. Do you find that the nostalgia... You get start getting layers of nostalgia as you you sort of say if you revisit something from your childhood in your early twenties and you think ah yeah oh how well I remember good old Bod or whatever. I don't I don't think I'm as nostalgic as you are. You're quite hmm, in your in, in your um, sort of musical and artistic tastes. You're quite you know you're like your Marx Brothers and you. Hmm. Chaplin, and you're not usually very up to date. I mean, you know, you look, you look blankly when I talk about Billie Eilish's latest. Uh... Yeah, Mumblefest. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, it's only her singing. I think the songs are okay. It's the way she sings them that I hate. Hmm. Where she just sounds like she can't be asked to sing properly. Uh, so I must say, ain't, the ain't half hot mum buying the complete collection of that was was. Uh, Partly an exercise in, in nostalgia. Well, you've just got a very good memory, though. Mm, for some things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're just good at remembering things. I mean, you remember something about whatever I said fucking 25 <laughs> years ago, or whatever we just talked about. 
I've remembered songs that you of yours that you'd forgotten you'd written. Yes, this is true. Well, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, renting yeah, out of songs that I've written that I can't remember writing. Yeah, I get the occasional message from someone who I used to teach, you know, who's now my friend on Facebook, quoting a song at me and going, "Oh," and I go, <laughs> "What's that?" No. Oh, you wrote it, Dave. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Which is weird, isn't it? Mm. It must seem must seem quite cool. Well, I guess to the, to the one person who's messaging me and me, yeah, yeah. This is like thinking. this is like when I um I was doing a project with um some kids in a school around the corner from my house, mm. and um I was then like after I'd finished the project, I was in line in the shop. And there was this kid in line, sort of about five people down the row ahead of me, who turned and saw me and went, it's Dave Culling. And everyone in the line turned to look at me just for an instant and then realised they hadn't got a fucking clue who Dave Culling was. <laughs> so the face was kind of, oh, who's that? And then went, oh, oh. who is that? Oh, he's no one. He's a no one. He's nothing. Who, who's Dave Cullen? <laughs> yeah, he's Dave Culling. I mean, sure, isn't it possible to have nostalgia for things you never experienced? I don't know. You'll have I, to mean, t- I, I spent much of much of uh, my childhood poring over and thinking about and fantasising about the Beatles. Wow. Uh, and, and Elvis, sort of alternatingly. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> yeah, so, ah, and uh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I love Elvis films and, you know, I much preferred old Elvis, for even when he was still alive. So well, old... better than the ones where they shot him as a corpse, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that wasn't a film. That was some somebody sneaking a camera into his funeral, allegedly. Oh, was there? Is there one? I made it up. Well, there's a photo apparently of him, but it's also been de- denied that it's a real photo, that it was you know, doctored or that it was... A photo of him when he was sleeping in his, you know, backstage or in his coach or his coffin at home. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the coffin was added in or something. Oh, I see. Okay. But I, you know, even as a kid, I was like, what the beat with the Beatles films, and then Let It Be. Oof. there There they are, looking like looking like a lot of people looked still in 1976. Well, they're looking like. A bunch of drug addicts, which is what most of them were. So yeah. Well, yeah. They don't look particularly drug addicted. I mean, they they look beardy and long haired and the new wearing. Peter Jackson film would be good. The new Michael Jackson film. Peter Jackson and not fucking Michael Jackson. He's doing a get back, isn't he? He's got a new oh, sessions coming up. Yeah, and they did have they did have so those rows. Mm. But well, yeah, they get no sitting there, don't out either. Well, well, yes. Before we get into blaming the uh, the woman of um, <laughs> the uh, uh, before we start blaming the women, okay, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just um, check uh, check our wallets. Um, check our um, misogyny. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, because it has been, so, ooh, she, and of course she was, you know, being Japanese. Well, she couldn't help that. She was always being Japanese. Oh, I see. She was being Japanese ellipsis. Right. I didn't understand your sentence. Sorry. Oh, yes. She was being Japanese. There was, you know, let's, let's not shy away. From, are you telling me that was not racist? Yeah, I am telling you that, yeah. What? Blaming Yoko for the breakup of the Beatles? It's not racist. Well, there was clearly identifiable examples of racism in it at the time. They used to, some fans used to yell chink at her. Obviously, they were getting their East Asian countries mixed up, but that hardly... (laughs) uh, That's the issue. Hardly excuses it. It's like (laughs) saying, oh, no, you can't call me a... But I'm not talking about the fans, am I? I'm talking about the breakup of the Beatles. Well, yes, but the blame that was rather eagerly laid on Yoko by by some fans and some writers. If you if you were in a relationship with someone in a band, yeah, 
would you go and sit in on all their rehearsals and uh, their recording sessions? Well, now, come on. Surely she did that because Lennon invited her and was right. fairly... But, I mean, keen of, course, uh, of course, he's to blame. I'm not saying he isn't. But you would say, I can't do that, John. It's your band. I'll see you when you're back. I'll pop in tomorrow. Yeah, but if we were really in love and it was real, you know, we no. started make, making our own records and our own arts together, and John said to me, no, come on, you know, it's, 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 you know, you and me, it's John and Yoko, I'm not John anymore. It's because they love you, don't worry, come on. If it comes down to a choice between you and them, then it's you every time. I and mean, it won't come to that. Come on. And I believed him. I thought, well, why would he? You know, he must know his friends. He's been in this band. I'd say, OK, John, let's uh, let's let's get down there. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd say, no, John, I don't care how much you want me there. It's weird. Go and do what you're doing. I've got some art to make. I've got to put a ladder up and write the word yes at the top of a wall. You've already done that. <laughs> I mean, and it was great the first time, and there's nothing wrong with doing it again, but, you know, it becomes like just playing uh, She Loves You all the time again. All right. I've, I've got to stay at home and put a ladder up with the word no written at the top of it, so that's different. But, you know, while you're here, I, I'm going to be spending all day in the studio. Just, that's your just job, John. That's your job. Wondering... Yeah, but I don't need to do this job. I'm just doing it to create, you know, and that's life, you know. And because, you know, you, you help me with all these things. And if, if you stay here, then I'm just going to spend the whole day worrying about what's going down there. If you're making a scene what? with some other guy, you know. Right. Well, you're just a jealous guy, John. You need to get over that, you know. Well, yeah, I am. And, you know, if we've got something really going together, then what does it say to me that, that, that well, you don't? Right. Okay. What, about, what about if I come down to the studio tomorrow? So today I'm going to have a bit of a me day. You know, pamper myself, go and smear some shit on a canvas and pretend it's art. And then I'll see you tonight and then tomorrow I'll come with you. But you can do that with me. I'm okay. there. I'll be there with you for the shit smearing. <laughs> you know, and if the if the if the guys want to want to join in that, you know, maybe if we do <laughs> that. They won't if a track isn't coming together, then yeah, let's fling some apples about. Let's crap all over each other. Smear right. it on smear it on Paul's fingers, see how it affects his bass play. Absolutely, you know though, you've got we've got to break away from these bourgeois limitations. I'm not coming, John. Go and make some music. Go and try and be as good oh, as let it be. Go on. Yeah. Don't just turn you know, up. you know, there, there might be some groupies there, you know. Oh, right. You're going to sleep with someone else just because I'm not coming with you. No, I'm just I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, now you know how I feel. You see, I'm not the only jealous one around here. So, you know, just, just imagine that. I'm just saying you say you're not going to be uh, with anyone else. I'm just saying the same thing. I'm well, selling okay. a little Fine, seed of doubt. Fine. There'll be groupies there. Off you go. Have a nice time. Yeah, all right, I will. Where's my guitar? <laughs> Rhythm and blues. Mm. Why, why has R&B become what it's become? Because it isn't rhythm and blues anymore, is it? Well, I've been wondering about this for at least 15 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, rhythm and blues. I mean, it was a term that, yeah, yeah as far as I'm concerned, back in the... 50s or early 60s, it definitely referred to people like Muddy Waters, Howling Wolf, John Lee Hooker, generally guitar-based, generally in 12-bar form. But then, I don't know, I remember hearing it, hearing some, it was one of those, East 17 or E17 with that. Now, baby, you got to go away. Don't I've never away. Yes, it's a mix of sentimentality and loutishness. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, wandering. Uh, yeah. Bad combination. No, I remember him, him saying, oh, yeah, uh, our latest uh, album, and I was, it was a bit more of an R&B influence, isn't it? And I thought, really? 
And then when they played a bit of it, it just sounded like the usual sort of imitative, imitative sort of poppy soul disco stuff mm. that one's been hearing since at least the early 80s. And then some yobbo at, at Derby College, we're talking about R and B's and other subject, came up and he said, no, it stands for rap and beats, isn't it? <laughs> yes, human sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. As I was saying, I'd, I've been wanting to. Is this going to have any laughs in it at all? I don't know. Is it, a, is it a funny subject in itself? Can you turn me up a bit at your end? Because I don't think you can hear me very well. No, I'm talking over you just because I'm, I'm just interrupting. <laughs> I've just got no manners. Right. Um, there better be a laugh at the end of this. Go on. Human sacrifice. Well, I mean, hasn't it, doesn't it puzzle and unsettle you? Human sacrifice? Why? I mean, the fact that so many human societies in their early stages seem to have gone in for it. Well, yeah, it's because they didn't fucking know anything, is it? Well, di- what, well, they knew what they, they, I mean, they had less to go on, didn't they? Hmm. Um, and especially the trouble with these things being involved in religion is that I think all they prove is that we're a fucking half a chromosome away from being a chimp. You know, they're so illogical and stupid that shows we've got 99% in common with a chimp and about 90% in common with a fucking banana. You know, I think it just proves that. Um, That's an interesting uh, uh, proposition. Yeah. Well, you say it's ridiculous. I mean, it may, it may, well, it certainly is from from our point of view, but but then why, why was it not ridiculous? for so long. It always was. Uh, yeah, you seem to be arguing for it, uh, it, eternal and absolute values. No, I'm just saying it always was and people just didn't think so because they believed they didn't know any better, right? They believed they didn't know any better or they... They know, didn't know any better. That was me saying they believed and then stopping and starting again and saying they didn't know any better. Ah, I see, yes, yes. <laughs> a bit more of a pause would have, uh, yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. Uh, but yes, but surely that's isn't that a rather complacent view of of history? Like saying, oh, well, of course it's bloody obvious that this, that, and the other's wrong, and this, that, and the other's right. And well, they were just wrong. I don't think I'm surely... saying. I'm not saying that. Well, well, you didn't say it was always ridiculous cutting bits of your knob off. Just it is. People still do it, Will. Uh, some do, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it still is ridiculous. It's got nothing to do with the timing of it. It's but it was. But, when, you, but you said it, it was always ridiculous. When you when when you are related to a chimp, you are going to believe things this, about the origins of the universe that are perhaps spurious. And if someone in a uh, tells you to cut the foreskin off, you're going to do it, aren't you? But yeah, but hang on. Now, look, do chimps? have bizarre irrational beliefs i'm not how saying would we how would we know if they I'm did not saying they do am i well no but you're saying it's because we're so nearly well, genetically related to chimps that we no. are capable of believing ridiculous no. things no you're misunderstanding no what i'm saying is it's got no, well forget chimps then bananas whatever else we're related to right it shows what I'm, the point I'm making is that we're not as fucking clever as we think we are. We're not, you know, our evolution hasn't led us to the point where we go, yeah, this is shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, well it has led some of us. I mean, you know, the, the surely this was what the Enlightenment was was a, a, a sort of surge of. We're still fighting that, aren't we? Uh, yes. Look at the Pope's pronouncements on bloody uh, homosexuality this week. Ridiculous. Well, well, yes, but that again, that's a in, in human terms, that's a fairly recent uh, acceptance. Certain, yeah. Certainly in most of the Western world. Yeah. And I don't know that the non Western world is generally a, a haven of uh, sexual liberalism. 
the fact we're still struggling with such things is is a, is a is an indicator, surely, of how little we've progressed. How little? Yeah. Or, or or how far? No, how little? I think our 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 manual and technical ability has progressed faster than our brains have. Mm. Mm. And this is to do with to do with our, our near relation to bananas. <laughs> All I mean is, it's got nothing to do with being a banana. It just means we're not as sophisticated as we think we are. We haven't yet learned how to peel ourselves. <laughs> You're a twat. There, there was another another topic I wanted to uh, I wanted to slap around a bit. Is it good? Uh, uh, that well, well, it's uh, uh, big penises. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm there. It's just yeah. Well, this all started as a silly joke at work. So someone's off with a. He's got a. I think it's a knee uh, problem. Anyway. Uh, his penis keep hitting it. <laughs> no, nothing to do with that. But somebody, for a joke, one, one of the uh, you know, one of the nurses said, "Oh, where's so and so?" And he said, "Oh, yeah, he's off. He's he's having a penis enlargement." And uh, I said, "Yeah." I said, "No, he is no." And and you know, did it so convincingly that they, they asked me because they they trusted me right. and wouldn't. And so I went along with it as well. <laughs> I started to. I started to believe it almost actually. I said, yeah, it's a new, it's a new technique they've got. It's much cheaper and much, um, mu much less risky. It's not, it's, it, it, it's not collagen. It's something, it's dire collagen or something. It's a new form of it. And so, cause with old, the older um, uh, penis enlargements, it, it added a lot of weight, which made it that much more difficult to get an erection with, but this one doesn't add the weight. And then that, and 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 I said, it's it, you know they reckon in a few years it'll it'll be like Botox, something you know, just go and have it in your lunchtime. And I said, which is true, look, I know there because they were still saying no, really, really? and I said, well, there, I, there are two nurses I know on recovery who've had their boobs done, which is true, right. they've had them, and uh, yeah. But it, but it was quite no. And then I went. Uh, this got me onto the whole subject of of um, big penises. And of course, the the trouble is yeah. now. I don't know if this is true, but I've often read it said that you know, blokes with really unusually above averagely large penises, um, it it's, tends to be more difficult to to get an erection because you need more blood to fill it up and mm. get engorged. And um, and this is why this is, and then it occurred to me maybe this is why um, I'm always going faint. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe maybe this is why. Um, sort of because you'd you'd think in a crude way that you know large penises would be a, an evolutionary advantage. I don't know you'd. Um, just because of this idea, you know, I know size doesn't matter, but yes, but to a lot of people, it, it seemingly does. Uh, and that, you know, over the thousands of generations, the the small penist would have would have been sort of bred out, you know, this slight advantage of so that now we'd all have enormous penises. <laughs> And yet we don't. We still seem to see a lot of variety, and maybe this, maybe this is it. Why? Because you know, large. You know, I'm I'm talking girth and length. Yeah. Um, you know, the the larger it is, the that the more difficult it is to for the normal sex drive. Surely, well, all it proves is that size doesn't matter. Possibly, yes. Is that people want to mate with who they want to mate with, perhaps not based on the size of their penis. Perhaps it proves that, eh? True, but there could be a more uh, pragmatic, uh, uh, practic practical reason, right. let, us, let us say, that this is why 
the uh, the small of cock thrive as much as the as much as the large. Hmm. Okay, it's an interesting theory. And I, think I was thinking it's sort of it's a bit of a misogynistic theory, isn't it? Explain. <laughs> well, in that, it, that it's not taking into account that women perhaps are not as shallow as, as, as the theory makes them out to be. I mean, shallow in terms of their outlook, you know. You were, you were talking about the, the shallow. No, that's the real voice of misogyny. Maybe, maybe the average penis size is, is bigger than it was a thousand years ago. Without doing a sort of fucking survey, I'm not, I don't know that I can testify to this. I don't think I've ever seen anyone else's penis. <laughs> what? I mean, in films, you quite often get a, well, not often, I suppose. I suppose in the so films made in the 70s, you might go. 80s. But I can't say I've, I've, I've sort of, it's sort of stuck in my mind, in my brain, so to speak. So, <laughs> I've not had anyone's penis stick in my head <laughs> for very long. Give you an ear fuck, boy. You feel it splash against your drum. <laughs> but I was thinking I might be able to to get some sort of grant to do a to do a, a, a PhD on this. Yeah. Uh, on on you know erectile dysfunction in the larger than average penis. Right. Yeah. Possibly. And that you know, I, I could frame it as I could I could present it as if I was you know busting the myth of the of the big penis. Mm. Uh, you and 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 you know I'd be on Woman's Hour before you knew it. Do you think you're in any way qualified to do it? I mean, well, an actor slash hospital porter from Derby. You just want to go around looking at big cocks, basically, is what everyone's going to think, surely. Slash um, academic. In the general sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've taught. I've taught university students. Yeah. Don't know if they learnt anything, but I taught them. Still does sound a bit like you just want to go and look at men's willies. I'll be honest. Well, yeah. people might assume I'm gay. Yeah. So, so that'd be so I'd be up. sort of. Hey. Why is that a two thumbs up? People assuming you're gay. Is it because you want you want people to think you're gay so you can get close to women? No, it was a threat. No, no, no. It's just if I got a grant, uh, you know, I might be able to. Well, it might. I don't know. <laughs> if I had it published and and I was on Woman's Hour and yeah. there were a few there were a few articles about you know is this the man who debunked the the myth of the big cock? <laughs> You've heard of the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have we got a new character joining us this week, Will? Okay, well, um, very, very glad to have uh, Professor A.B. Seeds, the, uh, who is the uh, Emeritus uh, Chair of Logic at uh, St. Graham's College. Okay, great. What's, what's, what do I call him, Professor Seeds? Um, uh, well, well, Bertie is... Uh, Oh, I'll just uh, I'll just nip off for a nip off and make make a sandwich or something. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Bertie. Hello. Yeah. Yes. It's all right if I call you Bertie. Uh, yes, that's quite all right. I don't, uh, I don't I don't insist on the on the knighthood or anything like that. Much as I appreciate the uh, the uh, apple pie, uh, the language soup and logic. Certainly. Well, you asked me to talk about the, uh, the science of comedy. Um, and of course, science of comedy is one of those uh, phrases which um, strike, strike a chill into the heart of many people because uh, it's a bit like, I mean, does science have anything to do with comedy? Uh, it does. Uh, can comedy be, be measured? Now, this has itself, of course, been uh, quite often a, a, a source of comedy, a theme. If uh, if one man slips on a banana skin, is that uh, only a quarter as funny 
as uh, four men in four separate banana skin related incidents, things like that. You can apply the same thing to, uh, to custard pies, uh, baggy trousers, and so on. Now, to, to lack a sense of humor, of course, is uh, for many people a, a, a grave character defect. It can be a terrible judgment against a person. That, uh, so-and-so has, has no sense of humor. Um, Oban War did say of a, um, of a novel by somebody else, but I, I think it was Martin Amis uh, spoke about this quite approvingly. He said that the curious thing about this novel is that only humorless people find it funny. And that you know has that sort of ring to it of the ah yes, many have funny uh, tractatus logico philosophicus, um, uh, but of course it is as Popper would have said quite uh, un unfalsifiable and indeed unverifiable. Um, if uh, only if you start from the premise that only humorous people find this novel funny, uh, then. By definition, by a simple syllogistic logical um, progression, then of course you have to say that uh, X finds this novel funny, therefore X ha is humorous, has no sense of humor. It's, uh, it, it can be very difficult, not only because of its subjectivity. This has been a great mistake, I think. People have assumed that uh, like, uh, like beauty and like uh, sex, uh, the subjectivity in our reactions to these things simply uh, make it uh, quite un, uh, unamenable to uh, the scientific approach. It will not brook analysis. Of course, scientists have attempted to analyze uh, comedy and humor, perhaps most notably Freud, Sigmund Freud. Wrote a whole book about it, uh, jokes and their relation to the subconscious. Now, of course, immediately uh, this becomes itself a subject for humour, and of course, I'm sure we're all familiar with Mr. Mr. Kenneth Dodd's uh, uh, line about this. Uh, that, uh, Freud said that uh, laughter uh, was the socially permissible expression of normally repressed and socially impermissible uh, desires, drives, uh, and fear. Uh, but the trouble with uh, Freud was that he'd never played second house at the Glasgow Empire when both Rangers and Celtic have lost that day. Which is very funny. Yeah. But does it really tell us anything? And if it does, what does it tell us about the nature of humour and the difficulty of uh, a, a fruitful or at least a useful or in any case an accurate scientific approach to it? Shall I hit you with some jokes? Uh, yes, that would be very interesting. I think that would uh, give us some concrete examples to work with. What, what's the best thing about Switzerland? Um, uh, it's role? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. The flag is a big bus? Plus. Oh, is it just a cross? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Well, is that it? I'm sorry, my uh, my vexillology is not what it ought to be. Yes, uh, any other um, uh, flag-based jokes? No, no other flag-based jokes. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Control freak. Uh, control okay. freak. Now you say control freak who? Yes, I was about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, that's oh, is that the joke? Yes. That is the joke. Yeah. I... <laughs> Oh dear God! Let's let's get some cracker jokes up. See if you know what the answers to them are. What does Santa suffer from if he gets stuck in a chimney? Um, obesity. <laughs> now think of Santa's last name, Santa. Uh, Claus. Oh, I see. Yes, uh, he suffers from. Uh, he suffers from the uh, obesity clause in his contract. <laughs> He's not covered for insurance no. because it's, it should be his responsibility to uh, uh, to eat less and exercise more. Nice, nice. What kind of key do you need for a nativity play? Uh, a turkey. Oh. A Christmas turkey. Uh, it's a donkey, but very good, very good. Oh, yeah, donkey will do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? I've heard this one before. Um, 
uh, uh, vampire. Um, uh, um, chili Dracula. No, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's frostbite, I'm afraid. Frostbite, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The one about the constipated accountant, though, haven't you? Oh, we worked it out with a pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, apes and rats are the only known animals to get the giggles. Well, getting the giggles is somewhat different from laughing. This is being tickled, apparently. Yes, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like watching girls tickle each other, but that's that, that's a completely different thing. I don't, I don't find it funny. When, when we have reached a point at which um, logical discourse simply has to diverge one way or another, and both ways seem uh, uh, impossible without splitting off into some third, some infinite series of digressions, and we have to sort of questions about sex. In any case, I, I don't think the the search, the, the, the attempt to analyze comedy will, will ever cease uh, any more than the attempt to fully understand sex or any other aspect of the world will probably, at the end of the day, not be, not be successful in philosophical investigations. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Bertie. It was great to talk to you. That's, uh, that's quite all right. I'll be a... Uh, on my way now. My latest book is out now for University Press. Bye. <laughs> yes. Hello, Wall. Hello. Well, that was it's all right. It was interesting, wasn't it? It was, yes. I'm not sure if he... Uh, I think he's expecting to be paid. He's got some money, though. Yes. Order. Yes. You see this thing above my head? When I'm pointing, yes, the bookshelf. I keep thinking it 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 looks like a an old um, tiger or Beezer annual from the early seventies, but it is in fact a photograph uh, with some the tops of some vertical books above it, and above it some horizontal blue coloured books. I think it's the blue colour. I think it's the blue colour and the overall shape which give it that sort of A4. Um, that A4 annual shape. Put your fucking glasses on. I've got some new glasses, by the way. Oh, I, thought our I thought our listeners might like to hear them. 